This is the Life of Jesus podcast with Ben Greenbaum and Mark Elsesser. For a full year, this is now the last episode in that, we have looked at the life, teachings, and works of Jesus from the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Ben, we have reached the goal. We, If the goal is getting 52 of them done, we have reached the goal. We have a low bar around here, <laughs> but, but there you have it. And this this week, as as we're releasing this, it will be Thanksgiving. You got any big Thanksgiving plans and traditions and hopes and dreams that you're going to be doing? Yeah. Yeah, every uh, year for Thanksgiving, we uh, go home to New Orleans and uh, get to see family. And this is our, our big trip to New Orleans that we take care of. The girls go and stay with my mom throughout the summer, part uh, a couple of weeks during the summer. But uh, for sharing, and of course, Sherry's in a Hoosier, but uh, for me, I get to go home for a week and uh, stay with my mom and stepdad and get to see cousins and aunts and uncles. You get to talk normal for a while. Get to talk normal for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to enunciate so much for All you right. Hoosiers. And uh, yeah, I get to bring back the accent. Going to an LSU game while you're down there or anything? No. No, I am not. Uh, though I would I would love to. They will hopefully be putting the smackdown on Texas A&M. Uh, that week, and uh, you get the whole schedule like right there, don't you? I do. I want well, you know, yeah. There's yeah, and I just I, I uh, you know, Texas A and M, not my not my favorite, not uh, your favorite. There go all favorite. of our Texas listeners. Yeah, it's all you Texans out there. We have, but it's uh, all right. All the A and M people I know know my feelings on this, so. That's okay. They they can survive that, but it's I, all fun and and good fun. So. I want to I want to say this um, in Thanksgiving that you and I owe a debt of gratitude toward Doug, Doug who has made this year possible by sitting right here beside us and making us sound good and taking out the things which are multitudinous where we have flubbed up, and he removes those. And weaves it together and and makes us makes us sound okay. So Doug, uh, yeah. Doug's the man, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even getting us to a spot of okay uh, is a massive undertaking. It is. And so the number of times that Doug has edited out words that I've mispronounced or couldn't pronounce couldn't pronounce in the moment, or Lord only knows the different thoughts. There have been times when we have left these microphones. And I have been terrified to listen to the podcast, knowing what I had said or knowing how something had come out. And then I listened to the podcast and uh, it sounds a thousand times better than it did when we first recorded it. You got any voiceovers like Doug with his Southern... No. fake southern twang trying to, to <laughs> no and i'm not saying doug has ever done this but it would not be beneath doug to pull up a comment maybe from a previous podcast and interject it into a current podcast to, to make us sound much better than what we are thank you doug for making us smarter than we are we do appreciate that very very much we're gonna maybe hit one of these days maybe next year as we enter into the mission of Jesus, which is the book of Acts and the rest of the New Testament, maybe what we'll have to do is uh, do one of those where we interview Doug. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, or we could just like do a podcast and have uh, Doug overlay like color commentary 
and just like interject dad humor. It could be 25 minutes of dad Incredibly jokes. witty dad humor for 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be. So be warned that something could be coming your way next year. In fact, next year as we are we are doing this, we are are planning to have some guests that are on this podcast from time to time. It's been just you and me for this year, Ben. But we're going to switch it up a little bit next year. So we'll talk about that here at the end of this podcast. All right. So we we want to finish up the life of Jesus year, week 52, by looking at the last part of the Bible, very last chapter of the Bible. Revelation, again, was written 65 years after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Yet it's the words of Christ that were given to the church for them to understand and know who he is. I want to back it up before we get into Revelation 22 to go to Revelation 21. Revelation 21, it's the next to the last chapter. It's in verses 1 through 4, and here's what it says. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven And the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. It's a beautiful picture of, of what is in store for those who are followers of Jesus Christ. What is it in this image that stands out for you that's worth holding on to? One of the aspects of this, it's a reminder that the, uh, the joy of our eternity is Christ himself. And the joy of being present with Christ, the joy of being fully uh, formed in essence into his image to where we ourselves are perfected, um, and the joy of, of no more tears, no more grief, mm-hmm. no more knee pain, no more of, of any of these things. Um, and so that is a, a joy that I look forward to. And I tell you, my, uh, my oldest, and I know I've shared this story before and, and many have heard it, but, uh, you know, my, my oldest, when she was probably four or five and after hearing me preach on this, you know, went through the whole thing where she comes and she's asking me, when's Jesus coming back? And I don't know. And she gives me the business because I don't know. And I may, you know, comment to her about, well, Jesus, you know, didn't know either. Um, but she said, dad, when Jesus comes back, is, is all this stuff true? Like they'll nobody, you know, there'll be no more death and no more crying and everything will be perfect. And I said, yes, honey. And she's like, you know, as a four or five year old said, and there'll be no more sin. Like people won't do bad things anymore. And I'm like, 
yes. And she's like, dad, that means that we won't ever mess up again. Like we won't do bad things either. And I'm like, that's right, honey. And she's like, I want Jesus to come back. And I'm like, me too. Um, but until he does, let's continue to press on into our relationship with him and, and pray for the spirit to change and transform our hearts to be uh, more like him. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great hope from a little girl. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's also a reminder that, man, our, our, our youngsters, our kiddos, they pick up on so much more than we can ever begin to comprehend. And so often we short, shortchange them um, by not uh, encouraging them more fully in their relationship with Christ. Like we have, sometimes we just don't have any expectation of them, which is, is sad. And uh, we also don't recognize all that they understand and, and really all they have to, to teach us. Um, so revelation 22 picks up this thought in the first few verses, beginning in verse one, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. What you just talked about, like sin and the curse and all that is gone. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Again, an amazing picture, a beautiful painting of the future times when God will restore all things through Jesus. And it's here it's one of life. It's river and giving life and and tree of life and the crops that are growing and, and light. The sun is not even needed because of the abundant light of that is God gives forth. So both of these pictures at the beginning of Revelation 21 and 22 remind us of what is ahead of us. Now we go down to Revelation 22, verse 12. We're near the very end of the Bible, verse 12. And Jesus is speaking, and he says this, Look. I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, which are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. So be like the A and the Z. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may go through the gates into the city. Outside, that's outside the city of Jerusalem, the New Jerusalem, outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually impure, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. There's still a warning in there. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you 
this testimony to the, for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. Powerful, powerful imagery there. What do you take from that? One of the things that I take from this is we look at the imagery of of what is to come. Um, It's a reminder as we look to uh, Christ's kingdom and the ultimate fulfillment of his of his kingdom. It's a reminder to us that uh, in the near term we are ambassadors to this kingdom. And so, while there will always be uh, imperfection uh, within me, I will always wrestle with sin here on earth. The desire, or our desire, both as uh, individual followers of Christ and also as the uh, as the community of Christ, as the body of Christ, the church, we should be a taste of this. Um, we should be a taste of what is, a, a foretaste of what is to, to come. Um, and so as I read these words, that, that's one of those things that kind of captures uh, my heart is that we are ambassadors. Uh, we are an outpost to, to Christ's kingdom. So how are we making uh, Jesus manifest his redemptive love, his redemptive purposes, his redemptive truth. How are we making these things manifest uh, in the world? Um, but it is, it's, you know, we, we read these words and with John as, you know, we say, come Lord Jesus. Uh, I, I want more of Christ in my life as it is now. And I want, you know, I long for Jesus' return, the end of of brokenness, when things will be uh, restored. And in that, as you pointed out, you know, there's also a warning in here. There's the 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 there's the exclusivity that, from the standpoint that while the kingdom is open to all, and so there's the inclusivity that we're going to go to all nations, as we talked about with the Great Commission, we go to all nations, we seek. Uh, that the gospel is open to to all people, um, but there's also the exclusivity that those who reject Christ, those who rebel against God, who reject Christ, are going to be outside the city. And so, even in this moment where Jesus is painting this exquisite picture of what is to come, there is this warning, and the warning is a call to repent of these things and turn their hearts to Christ himself. Which is a call to us to take the gospel because it's, it's not universalism, even in the last page of the Bible right. where everyone will be in heaven. That is not the picture that Jesus paints or the entire Bible paints. It is, it is a call to us to go and help people come to know Jesus and to have him forgive them of their sins and to live fully for him in every way because that that's a that all in effort is what he's called us to. We've seen that from the first week of this podcast all the way until now. It's not a partial in. So when when Jesus called the fishermen out of the boats, we did this many 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 weeks ago. He didn't say, "Hey, come hang out with me a little bit. Return to your boats now." 
And, you know, could you just spend maybe a week or two, a, a year with me on retreat? He said, leave your boats. It, it was all in. And I, I think that there's a, a message for us as we've looked at the life of Jesus all the way through, and here we are, the ascended Jesus now speaking to, uh, to the church about his future and the, his return and saying, it's about being all in. It's about being with me in every way and every aspect of your lives so that you can know him, know me, he would say, fully and completely. Serve me, follow me, witness for me in all of those ways. At least that's how I, I read this. Because we live in between these times. We live in between his first coming and his second coming. So while this promise has been made, it's not yet been fulfilled. And as we're here on earth, we are, there may be a longing for him to return, but we don't know. We don't know if he's going to return before we're done recording this podcast or if he's going to return a thousand years after I'm gone. Right. We, we just don't know. And so we're called to live faithfully for him now and into the future. And, and to that end, as, as we talked about in a previous podcast, live with urgency, not knowing the day or time of, of his return. Um, and so, yeah, making sure that, that we are living with urgency, that we're living um, into God's call uh, upon our life uh, as well uh, in the near term as we long uh, for, his, for his return. And also living uh, with the assurance that his second advent will come. You know, when we talk about our relationship with Christ and oftentimes we picture things through the lens of what I would call blind faith. I, I in essence, I have a, a blind faith about Jesus's second advent and his return because of the historical work that's all redemptive work that's already been accomplished on our behalf via the cross and the resurrection. And so as I look to these things, I also look to these things with a certainty and an assurance because of what's already been accomplished in the past as well. Good word. Good, good word. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of 52 weeks in our life with Jesus. I remind you that next year we're not done. And beginning on Monday, January 9th, we will be taking a look at the mission of Jesus. We're going to look at it through the lens of the rest of the New Testament. We will take a look at the book of Acts and the epistles. The rest of the New Testament has been written down as a means for us to understand, are, are we on mission with Jesus? Are we doing what he has called us to do? So be ready for that. Beginning of the year, we'll do a little intro on that. So we'll, we'll drop that around the first of the year and then on January 9th and for the 47 weeks that this next one will be beginning January 9th, every Monday for 47 weeks, we'll have a podcast and we'll talk more about that later. will be some guests that we'll, we'll, you, we'll invite next year and really uh, get a sense of what God wants us to do with this knowledge. If, if Ben, I would say that if all of this has been is to understand the gospels better, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, well, that, that's, that's good. That's, that's valuable. But it can't be the end of what we're called to do, just to know more about the Bible. We have to know God better. And then 
find ways to be obedient and to serve him. So as we are now wrapping up our 52 weeks life of Jesus, what is the the word of wisdom from down the bayou that you want to just toss our way and so that we can, <laughs> can, can say, this is the final, brother, you got the final word of 52 weeks. I've probably already said enough over 52 weeks. And uh, thank you to all those who have hung with us and who have hopefully uh, enjoyed or, or journeyed, hopefully enjoyed the journey, but journeyed with us. But my hope and prayer for myself and for for our church and for those listening and for the, you know, the, the church around the world, I mean, in essence, is that we press in more fully to Christ's call upon our life. Um, our, our life in Christ is meant to be transformational. It's meant to be lived for the glory of of God in response to his immeasurable love that he has shown us that, um, that he's expressed to us through the redemptive work of Christ. And I mean, my, I guess my prayer for myself is that, that that takes deeper root in my life, takes deeper root in the life of our church, takes deeper root in the life of brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever. And, uh, because as we you know just talked about a couple of weeks ago if, if if there's one thing that's that's missing and just not what it should be is our faithfulness to live into and i and myself included uh, my lack of faithfulness to live into uh Jesus's great commission call and so i hope that as we've like looked through the life of Christ that it has pressed us and and compelled us and urged us to consider our life truly in Christ. And if we're living into Jesus's command for us to pick up our cross and follow after him. Good word to all of you listening. May God bless. We'll see you next year.